that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, here we go. Stand by. Three, two, one. The Thinking Atheist. It's not a person. It's a symbol. An idea. The population of atheists in this country is going through the roof. Rejecting faith. Pursuing knowledge. Challenging the sacred. If I tell the truth, it's because I tell the truth. Not because I put my hand on a book and made a wish. And working together for a more rational world. Take the risk of thinking for yourself. Much more happiness, truth, beauty, and wisdom will come to you that way. Assume nothing. Question everything. And start thinking. This is the Thinking Atheist Podcast. Hosted by Seth Andrews. Today's broadcast is something I have written just for you. It's a Christmas story. I mean, it's not like a Christmas story. Not, I'm not ripping off the Christmas story. It's a story in the generic sense. And I know it's not going to be a classic. It's not a Christmas carol, the night before Christmas, the Grinch that stole Christmas. I have no illusions. But you've heard all of those stories And I really wanted something with some surprises, something fresh and new. And so I sat down and cranked this out. You may love it. You may hate it, but I'm going to offer it up to you. Runs about 30 minutes. And so you'll want to block out some uninterrupted time if you want to take this journey with me. Anyway, that's coming up in just a few minutes. People are often interested that an atheist activist on an atheist show enjoys Christmas. Some devout Christians who insist that the holiday belongs exclusively to them, you know, they point at me and say, aha, you are using the word Christ in Christmas. And I always look back at them and say, you are using the word Thor in Thursday. What is it, like nine different holidays in the December and January months We see Fox News and all the politicians, and they're talking again about the war on Christmas. They want to cancel Christmas. They're trying to take away Jesus, the baby Jesus, and Christmas. And you and I are just laughing our asses off. I'm sorry. If I walk up to somebody, or they walk up to me, and the words happy holidays are used, how does this kill God? How does it rob you of your right to say 
Merry Christmas. And are you paying attention because heathen, infidel, liberal, evil people like me are walking around for the entire freaking month of December and we're wishing people a Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. I say it on the show. Have a Merry Christmas. Because that's what the holiday is called. I encourage people to celebrate if they want, to not celebrate if they don't once. And of course, we've said before that the best things about Christmas have nothing to do with Jesus. I mean, we've got the nativity scenes, you know. My favorite are the drive-through nativity scenes. You ever done one of those? So they take actors and they put them out in the cold. And they're all dressed up and ready to act. And it's Mary and Joseph and there's a little probably a little doll plastic Jesus in the manger that they pick up and hug and, you know, hold up to the sky like Simba. (laughs) Oh, it's Jesus, you know, the circle of life. And uh, sometimes they get live animals. Oh, look, it's a camel or a donkey. And then they put that in the advertising campaign. Live nativity with live animals. And to add to the sense of realism, this supposed event, which happened 2,000 years ago, has a road next to it where people drive by in their vehicles, their gas-guzzling cars, and they roll down the windows and they watch this thing play out from the driver and passenger and rear seats of their cars. Sometimes they get in the backs of pickups and they just, hey kids, we're going to see the live nativity and they all get in there and they drive around. I mean, you know, but most of the time, I think the best stuff about Christmas is the other stuff. You know, Santa and gifts and the reindeer, that's always a fun story. I think it's a lot more fun than the Christ myth. You know, music. I even enjoy some religious Christmas songs, which blows some people's minds. I love the melody of O Holy Night. I just love the way that song sounds. It is beautiful to me. I don't believe there was a literal holy night, right? But the song to me is beautiful, so I love it for what it is. That blows some people's minds. But Christmas music across the board, a holly jolly Christmas with Burl Ives and and White Christmas Bing Crosby. Some people actually like Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. I don't think I've actually met anyone out in the wild who likes that song. But I mean, you know, it's pop. It's like the most popular Christmas song in the world for some reason. But you know, that kind of stuff, the food and the and the family time and making memories and cracking open the presents to see what's inside and better yet, watching someone else open a gift that you have given them and the hugs and the laughter and the memories, that's Christmas, right? That's the good stuff. You don't need a baby Jesus to enjoy the good stuff. About Christmas. I think that's fair. Okay. And for that reason, I have gotten into the spirit, which is weird for me because I get really cynical about all the commercialization and the marketing and the retail. I think it's the fact that everything is just too freaking perfect. It's too perfect. And it starts before Thanksgiving with the TV commercials. Ding, 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 ding. And then they show this beautiful 
perfect family on television. I mean, everything's perfect. Their skin is perfect. Their hair is perfect. Their eyes are perfect. Their teeth are perfect. Their children are perfect. Their living room is perfect. And they all get together and la, 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 la. And the bells are ringing. And there's like snowflakes you can see in the window outside. And then someone gives some shit to somebody else because that's what the season is all about. Oh, look, you went to Jared. And the man opens up the uh, container with the ring inside or the necklace. And the woman's like, oh, what are you? <laughs> and she starts to cry and then she hugs him because that's what love is, right? Expensive stuff given to other people. And if it's not very expensive, then you must not properly love. I mean, that's the message. If you go to big lots <laughs> and you buy, you buy something for $100 and you give it, the idea is, what a piece of crap you are. No, no, no. You got to go get into debt. This thing has to literally be in the four digits at least, or your love is false. Your love is a lie. And, uh, you know, we see that throughout commercial Christmas all the time. This idea that everybody is about stuff. Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, they measure the success of Christmas by how much shit people buy. Often stuff they can't afford and put on their credit cards. And I just think, whoa, whoa, whoa. I used to work at Walmart when I was younger. I was like 20, 21. And I worked in the toy department. <laughs> if there is hell, if hell exists, it's the toy department at a retail store in the month of December. And you should have seen these people. We were not open 24 hours a day. But people would camp out in the bitter cold. Sometimes they would have tents. There would be lines wrapped around the block. Local news crews would drive their vans out, pull out their cameras, and they would do morning reports. People have been camped out for nine hours waiting for the doors to open at Walmart to kick off the Christmas season. Da, 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 da. And then they go and they talk to people in line. How long have you been here? I've been here freezing my ass off for seven and a half hours. But it's going to be worth it because the perky Porky Plush Pooba Bear is on sale for 25% off. Thanks so much. Back to you. I mean, no wonder so many of us do get cynical, and so we have to refocus. And I've, in my own life, refocused uh, from all the retail and the commerce and the idea that you got to spend all your money on people to demonstrate how much you care for them. And it's funny because I was out at a tennis tournament the other day in the cold. I was playing bundled up. We were playing a tournament and they had Christmas music and they were playing some of the old school classic stuff. And there on the court, we were all having a good time. There was hot chocolate. They were giving you know, candy and bagels and all that stuff out to everybody. And I did find myself finally getting in the Christmas spirit. And that was fun. I was having a holly jolly Christmas. And for that reason... Because I have been in the Christmas spirit, I wrote a Christmas story. Now, because I don't want to interrupt 
that story. Let me take my short break and I'll be back. It's about 30 minutes long. It is from the heart from me to you and I will read it right after this. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I have written a Christmas story for you. Sit back, enjoy the warmth of the fire under the hearth. You know what's fine? I don't even know what a hearth is. Hang on just a second. What's a hearth? I use the word every Christmas, hearth, H-E-A-R-T-H, a place in the home where a fire is or was traditionally kept for home heating or cooking, a hearth. Okay. So sit back in the warmth by the fire near the hearth. Put on your Christmas sweater, close your eyes, and take the journey with me. It is my Christmas gift to you. Most families are either a Christmas Eve family or a Christmas Day family. Do you welcome your guests and eat the feast and sing the songs and open your gifts on the night before or the morning of Christmas? Lucas was the only child of a Christmas morning tradition. There were already a few gifts that had been put out in early December just so everyone could see them and anticipate. But magically, it was after bedtime every December 24th that Santa Claus would pay his visit and quadruple the wrapped goodies under the tree. 
When he was six, Lucas had left out milk and cookies for Santa, and the next morning, the milk and cookies were gone. When he was seven, Lucas again left milk and cookies, but included a Crayola picture of the reindeer. And on that next morning, everything was gone. When he was eight, Lucas put out the milk and the cookies and a portrait of Santa himself. But this time, he hid away, out of sight. In view of the chimney and the Christmas tree, he hid behind the corner reclining chair, hoping to see with his own young eyes the big man in red jingling into the house. But alas, Lucas drifted off to sleep and he awoke Christmas morning in his bed with the covers pulled over his chest. Now, this year, age nine, Lucas would not be denied. He told himself, tonight will be the night. Straight home from school, he ran directly to his room. He closed the door, pulled down the blinds, and tried to take a nap to store up his energy so he could stay up all night. It had not worked. He couldn't fall asleep. He was just too excited. Then, when his parents weren't looking, Lucas went down and snuck cold leftover coffee out of the coffee pot, brought it up to his room and drank it in his closet. Terrible stuff. Dark and strong and bitter, Lucas snuck back downstairs for two spoonfuls of sugar but the sugar didn't really help all that much. He finally held his nose and he coughed the stuff down like it was medicine. Medicine that would keep him awake and alert for the entire long night. Mom and Dad were early to rise and early to bed people. They did lights out at 10. And that's when Lucas drifted out of his bedroom door and down the hallway to that little encampment he had made behind the corner chair. Blankets draped back from that chair, anchoring under pillows on two sides. Lucas wore his black t-shirt for further stealth, just in case. It was 10.27 p.m. And there he sat. And then he reclined against the wall and then he lay down flat upon the floor. And then he propped himself upon the pillows one by one, fidgety, restless, the clock ticking, his eyes becoming heavy. He occupied himself by playing games, watching videos on the iPad that his parents had let him use, sneaking out to grab the occasional kitchen snack and then back behind the recliner for more games, more videos, more time. Until finally Lucas could stay awake no more. And just after 2.15 in the morning, he closed his eyes. But this time, he didn't sleep deeply through the night to wake up in his bed. This time, just after 3 a.m., Lucas was startled awake by a sound. It was not the sound of boots in the chimney. It was the click of the front doorknob. 
how frightening it was to know that his parents were upstairs and there was an intruder, not Santa, that was entering his house. Lucas finally dared to peek around the chair, and there was someone there standing near the Christmas tree, and he was... he was setting out Christmas presents. And yet Lucas saw no jolly fat man in a big red suit. Instead, he saw a flowing robe with a burlap belt tied just above the hips. There was long brown hair, and the man, it was a man, he was barefoot. Before he realized he had done it, Lucas gasped out loud, and the cloaked man stood and turned to face him. Tall, but not unnaturally so, bronzed skin, a long face with deep-set eyes and a square jaw, and a strangely familiar way about him. There were just a few beats of silence before the big man spoke. Hi, Lucas. Nice to meet you. I'm Jesus. Lucas just stared at him, frozen. Yeah, I know it's not what you expected. It's a long story. Anyway, I'm not going to hurt you. You're totally safe. Everything's fine. You were just on the list. And so I'm here to drop off your stuff. Lucas was still staring. Jesus kept talking, trying to snap him out of it. Your stuff? Your stuff? Hello? It's Christmas? Christmas presents? And finally, the boy discovered his voice. But you're Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I'm Jesus. You're not Santa Claus. Nope. No, I'm not Santa. But Santa Claus delivers the presents. Yeah, yeah, well, it's kind of a long story. I'm usually too busy to correct everybody on this one, but... Lucas had not moved a single inch from his original spot from behind the recliner. His attention was locked onto the Christ... Okay, kid, I can see you're confused, and I don't want you to be upset or anything, so hang on and let me stop time so I can explain to you what's going on, okay? Stop time? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'm God. I created time. I can move time and space at will. Hang on just a second. Okay. We're all set. Come on out and sit down, kid. You look like you're standing in front of a firing squad. Lucas slowly slipped out from behind the chair with its hidden blanket, pillow, fortress, and looking like he had just witnessed a thermonuclear bomb, sat down on the couch and stared with glazed eyes and absolutely no expression on his face. You okay, kid? I'm serious. You're totally safe. Look, 
I'll prove it, okay? Let me sit down in that chair over here. Plenty of room for you, and there's the door if you want to run. Okay, fair enough. Lucas found himself nodding slightly. Now, I don't mean to upset you, but for all this time, I've been the guy delivering the Christmas presents to everybody in the world. You. Yeah. Dad and I were hoping that everybody would be satisfied with the whole gifts of the spirit thing, but that was just too abstract. You know, people like stuff, material goods, scooters and playstations and televisions and and art. Fortunately, Dad's a capitalist, so he's not mad about it, but Jesus. Lucas just stared at Christ. He was stunned. Oh, I said, Jesus? Relax, kid. It's my own name, so I get to use it in vain. I just like the way it rings out. You know, Jesus. Anyway, we stock up the warehouse so we get the angels wrapping everything starting in July. And then I get the joy of being the whole planet's errand boy from midnight to sunrise every Christmas morning. You're Santa Claus? No, I'm Jesus. Trust me, I'm as disappointed about it as everybody else. Mostly because I've got to also deliver to the naughty kids. Because while they were born sinners, Santa died for them. Now, Lucas found himself sinking into the couch cushions. Santa died for them? Sorry, kid. But that's the truth. Poor guy, you know, he was just out jingling his bells, spreading good cheer and goodwill toward men. No reindeer in the desert, so he had to use a string of camels. But you know, it's the spirit of the thing that mattered, you know, just some animals to pull the sleigh. Santa died for them? For their sins, yeah, yeah. I took that poor bastard and they whipped him and punched him and then they spiked him up on a cross, still in the red suit, mind you. I mean, you could see the guy for a mile. Finally, the little boy's brain began to engage. No, no, that's backward. Jesus died on the cross. Santa brings the presents. Uh, yeah, well, no. You see, kid, this is what happens when you put other people in charge of something. Dad clearly said, somebody please write this stuff down for posterity. And I told him, look, Dad, future generations are going to want pictures, documentation, stuff that's not just written down on parchment by a bunch of primitive nobodies covered in goat shit. But he's Dad, and he's stubborn. So we used his method, and somewhere along the way, when they were writing about Santa, Chris Kringle, right? Chris Kringle, somebody added a letter. They added the T at the end, so Chris became Christ. 
And by the time the Romans got involved, it was just a damn circus. People who'd heard the story by someone else who had heard the story by someone else who had heard the story, arguing with other people who had done the same thing. It was Chris, not Christ, Christ, not Chris. Nobody was listening, I swear. People, when you write stuff down, they think it's gospel. Pardon the expression. By now, the dreams of this nine-year-old boy had perished on the cross along with his hero in the big red suit. People killed Santa? His gift to the world. Gift. Yeah, this is where things get really hard to explain, kid. But let me give it a shot, okay? So, Dad made people, but the people made him mad all the time. I mean, he was always agitated. And so Dad figured he would create Santa and make him go down there and get himself killed so Dad would not kill everybody that made him mad. Your dad. Yeah, God. Is that easier? If I just say God, I'll just say God, okay? So God killed so he wouldn't kill more than he had to kill. Oh, that sounds really weird when I say it out loud. Jesus, Lucas said. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let that one go, kid. I'm going to let that go. I know you're upset. Lucas kept asking the same question out loud. People killed Santa? Sorry, kid. And dad, God, he wanted it to be a big production. You know, lots of whips and chains and stuff. It took, like, the whole day. Finally, for a precious moment, nobody said anything. And Jesus just sat there, across from the boy, letting everything sink in. It was Lucas who broke the silence. But he rose again. On the third day, he rose again. Well... Uh, that's what people wrote down, but it's not what went down. You gotta be a god to resurrect, kid. Santa didn't rise from the dead. People wanted him to rise from the dead. You know, they ran over to the tomb on that third day and they rolled the stone away. But I mean, after a couple of days, whoa, it was awful. It smelled like roadkill and candy canes in there. The body was already starting to decompose and there were maggots and the red suit was starting to get all goopy, you know. Luke suddenly wished that Jesus would just stop talking. So, no, there is not a Santa anymore. Actually, if you really want to roast your brain, the St. Nicholas guy wouldn't be born for another 250 years. We thought about giving him the job, St. Nick, you know. But Dad doesn't really like clergy around children, if you know what I mean. Besides, Odin had already been around doing his whole Norse god thing, and that was BCE. In fact, we borrowed... A lot of the stuff that he was doing, such a good look. He had the white beard and he had the sleigh that was flying through the air, distributing the presents, and we totally got away with it. You know, Odin had not remembered to trademark. So, you know, we just went in and 
We call it a homage to Odin. You know, that's what we do. A homage. Lucas finally held up a hand, not to ask a question. It wasn't that kind of hand. It was the hand which communicated, please don't say anything else. Jesus realized he'd been babbling, which shouldn't have mattered since he stopped time, but whatever. Jesus just looked at the floor. So God made people. Yeah. But people did things that God didn't like. Yeah. Then God sent Santa so he wouldn't have to kill people. Yeah. Then God had the people kill Santa. Right. So more people would not be killed? Yeah, yeah, you're tracking. Then people got confused and they told the wrong story and God didn't fix the story? Ah, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And people were killed anyway? You mean killed like here on earth killed before they got sent down to be tortured forever. I mean, if you mean killed in that way, yeah, that's accurate. And then God sent you Jesus to put presents under the tree? 2 Corinthians 9.15, kid. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Lucas just sat there quietly, Jesus watching him. He could see the wheels turning in this little boy's head. That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. What makes you say that? God's good, right? I thought God was good. And jealous and vengeful. Don't forget that part. And God loved everybody. Everybody in the whole world. The wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And he made everything easy for everybody to understand. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. What does that mean? Hell if I know, kid. I mean, it's just dad. You know, he always likes to work in mysterious ways. So a bunch of naughty children are in hell? And a bunch of grown-ups, too, yeah. With fire, like really hot fire, like burning fire? Depart from me into the everlasting fire, and that's what the Bible says. Because they're bad. Because they were born bad. And they killed Santa. But Santa was always supposed to die. Omniscient dad had destined it. Lucas didn't say anything else in that moment. He was working things out in his skull, trying to connect the dots. He was looking for something, anything about this story that made any sense. And you could see his frustration. You could see it in his posture in his hands, on his mouth, in his eyes. And then those eyes looked upward and they met the eyes of Jesus. I don't believe you. You don't? 
I don't believe any of this. You don't. It doesn't make any sense. You don't make any sense. I don't make any sense. God doesn't make any sense. With that, Jesus said nothing. His face betrayed nothing. A moment passed. Then Jesus slowly got up from his chair on the other side of the room, and he walked past the holly and the mistletoe and the Christmas tree and the presents he had placed underneath it. He walked toward the other side of the room, toward the door. Then he opened that door, and he walked just underneath the door frame to turn around. Jesus stared right at Lucas, that little boy with the color finally starting to return to his face, the nine-year-old who could not accept this unacceptable visit, this unbelievable, impossible story, the lovely child whose heart couldn't take, wouldn't take, the whole strange, incredible, nonsensical, unconvincing, ridiculous, offensive story. And the boy stared right back at him. Not angry, but confident. Another moment passed, and then Jesus asked the question, So you've thought about this. You've thought about it, and you don't think it makes any sense for any reason in any way? And Lucas responded, I don't think it makes sense for any reason in any way. Jesus heard those words and smiled. And he said, Now you're getting it, kid. And as little Lucas watched in shock and awe, the body of Christ began to grow and change. His girth became larger. The long brown hair became like bright cotton. The once shaven face sprouted a long, thick, white beard. The floor-length robes sparkled and swirled into the velvety red suit with a big black belt. And there was a hat on the top of his head. Gone was the figure from his Sunday school coloring books. And in that doorway was Chris Kringle, jolly old Saint Nick, the unmistakable Santa Claus. In that moment, Lucas felt his heart begin to glow. And he smiled, that toothy grin that only children can manage. Santa returned that smile and winked toward the wrapped presents underneath the Christmas tree. Lucas stood to his feet, both of them facing each other as time resumed. And Lucas heard the sound of jingling bells on harnesses just outside the door. The boy even saw a nose-shaped light illuminating his window like a tiny red sun. And the room became warm like it was draped in those blankets behind the big chair. And at the last, Santa looked intently at the boy, 
nodded his head toward the Christmas packages under the tree and said, Make sure you wait until morning. And remember, be good for goodness sake. There it is, my Christmas story for you. I certainly hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope you have a wonderful December 25th and a very Merry Christmas. Thank you.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.